Welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and come on in, friends. Let us enjoy another wonderful episode today. Today's guest is Ashes Art, a digital artist with an adorable art style developing her own independent animation project, My Purgatory Friend. Ash has been someone that's been under my radar thanks to some former guests here and there. So it was wonderful to get the chance to sit down and talk and get to really know about the art that she's creating, the show she wants to create, the inspiration behind it. It's a truly well-rounded conversation, if I do say so myself, filled with laughs and sincere, touching moments. If you enjoy Ash and want to be able to support her, make sure you check out the links in the description below to be able to support her and the show that she's trying to develop. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave a five-star review wherever you can. I see that stuff. I absolutely love it. And I could maybe turn that stuff around and potentially try to get some sponsorships, try to make this podcast grow. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, maybe you should consider going to the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com. There you can find some outstanding designs done by some amazing artists who provide some incredible, nice, sleek, and stylish streetwear for you. And hey, if you just want a place to where you can talk about the podcast or get to develop a community with other incredible artists as well, maybe you should consider joining our Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed a good group of people there that keep it nice and fun, sharing some incredible artwork, providing some incredible laughs. It's a good time all around you should consider joining with the link down in the description below. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. By the way, I just gotta say, I found it funny whenever, uh, I'm, I don't know if you looked in the the Discord server for the, the podcast or whatnot, but I love how mm-hmm. I posted Glory's teaser, and Tay is yes. like, did you, are you, did you do my recommendations and bring Ash on or bring Bill on? I'm like, I guess you'll just have to wait and see, hint, see? hint, wink, wink. Aw, <laughs> oh, Tay is such a wonderful and very supportive friend, and I'm glad to have her as well as everybody else in my life is also wonderful there we go i mean i'm sure we're gonna definitely talk about them a little bit they are involved with your biggest project or at least you know in progress oh. project so far so yes yes <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. do you have any questions or concerns or anything like that before we really get going no, I'm actually really excited. I've never done anything like this before, so it's nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad to give you this opportunity. I know, obviously, Tay's recommendation was a major thing, but also, like, I've seen <laughs> I've just seen the stuff you're working on, and I know you got some incredible stuff, and I know you're just gushing to talk about it, so <laughs> might as well give you a platform to do so, you know? Oh, it's much appreciated. Thank you. No problem. All right, Ash, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Yeah. Let's yeah. say you get to go to a desert island on your own accord. It is just you, along with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, and get to enjoy yourself for a little bit, away from everything. Oh, excuse me. In order, <laughs> in order to make sure you don't go completely insane on this island or whatnot, you get to bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you, whatever you consider media or art. Again, to help with whatever vibe you're trying to go for. If mm-hmm. given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Like one piece of social media. Not, uh, not even like social media, you know, uh, a film, a show, video game, you know, whatever you consider mm-hmm. just media or art. One piece, mm-hmm. bring it with you. That's a really tricky one. I'm hoping if nothing else, this is like the <laughs> toughest question of the entire podcast. Um, I guess I'd really have to say, like, if honestly, like, I'd say, like, Disney's, like, uh, Aladdin, because that was, like, my first ever, uh, like, piece of, like, Disney movie that I ever watched. It was on a DVD that uh, my parents had and threw on for me, and it gave me, like, a, n- not to be, like, really ironic here, but a whole new world of perspective of, like, <laughs> of animation and just a, a door for it, because... You know, I I always liked art growing up and whatnot and like pictures because my my dad was a comic artist, you know, and whatnot. And he did his own things and he was the one who inspired me to get into art. Okay. But then it was really like that first bit of Disney movies that like sparked me wanting to animate and make cartoons. Okay. 
Okay. First off, thank you for answering like half the questions I already had right off the bat, which is great. I'm not, I'm joking. Uh, but, but I want to just, let's just focus on Aladdin for just a little bit because thank God you picked a wonderful choice. Cause as much as I like to, to mm-hmm. champion like Lion King or whatnot, like let's be honest, Aladdin yeah. was just like something else. Like some of the, yeah. some of the animation <laughs> that they toyed with or whatnot and some of the visuals that they were able to present so the, mm-hmm. the, the acting that was presented with that, especially Robin Williams alone, like gave it a lot of that cartoony performance or whatnot. So I can instantly see how that's a good foundation more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And as I, as I discovered Disney more, I discovered into more wonderful treasures of animation and so much more. But if I had to like pick like a second favorite as well, uh, that comes close to my heart is Lilo and Stitch. Oh, there we I, go. <laughs> I always love Lilo and Stitch till through and through. It's such a good classic movie. It's simple, you know. It's family oriented, and I just love that. Yeah, absolutely. But nevertheless, back to your original point, Aladdin. That is yeah. your answer. You're locking that in. Mm-hmm. All right, then. If that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. (laughs) She is a digital artist with a cute style, developing her own indie animation project, My Purgatory Friend. Welcome to the podcast, Ashes Art! (laughs) How are you doing today? I am doing very good, actually. How about you? I, you know, tired but good. I'm glad to have the opportunity to sit down and chat. I know I have been introduced to you and your art, thanks to some good friends that both I've had on the podcast and otherwise, and is Mm -hmm. I'm definitely excited to really poke inside your brain a little bit and see some kind of the (laughs) stuff that you're developing, more or less. But before we really jump into that... I want to go back just a little bit and know more or less the origin story of Ash. Now, I know you kind of already divulged into it a little bit, but I still want to know what exactly got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Well, like I said, it was kind of like my dad because uh, my dad was a young lad who was inspired to be an artist and he actually almost had the um, opportunity to work with Marvel Comics at one point. He was trying to <laughs> get into because like, he already finished high school at uh, 17 with his uh, uh, GED and he wanted to do that. But then realizing that he was with my mom and, you know, was about to have me and he wanted to settle for more realistic stuff. So he went to tech school rather and give up on his art dreams. And whatnot. But he's still like doing stuff and drawing and doing his own comics. And, you know, he introduced me to that and also my two other brothers. And, you know, we we all grew up loving art and whatnot. And then, you know, like I said, when I discovered Disney, that became more and inspired me. And, of course, I, you know, discovered the Internet. (laughs) I discovered a bunch of other indie artists and, you know, YouTube storytellers with their animations and everything. And it was just like a whole new light for me of like, oh my God, this is such an amazing thing. Like, I want to do this too, you know? So like I, I started, I always started doing uh, hand drawing art since forever. Like I literally have like a whole little section in my closet of all uh, hand like sketchbooks I've had since I was like in middle school. So I have like about 25 of those sitting in there. Okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't until about four or five years ago I started getting the digital art as a birthday gift for my dad. He gave me a um, Surface Pro, which had Clip Studio on it. He's like, no, you can do stuff all digitally. And it's, you know, a lot of modern artists do this now. And it's advanced and this and that. And you can share it and post it. And like, I, I started with, like, Instagram and Facebook sharing all my stuff. And then I, you know just grew more and more to love it. There you go. And, I thought you were going to continue um, going. My bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're all good. Well, I was going to say, nevertheless, like it's, it's cool more or less going back to like the base of it more than anything else. Like, especially having your dad that also had that love and passion for art or whatnot. And 
understanding okay. the circumstances he was in, the fact that he was still able to influence people to really achieve that art goal more than anything else. That's that's incredible to hear more than anything else. Um, do you know if your dad even ever got like an opportunity to work with like any sort of comic or you know stuff like that, whether it be you know a bigger name or something independent? Uh unfortunately, just because, just because after having three, all three of us kids, he just wasn't inspired anymore, and mm. you know he continued on with life with, and you know, he now does like little stuff, like he does stuff on the side to make side money, like with um like Amazon merch, like he makes his own okay. little designs and whatnot, and. And, you know, he recently, he's like, Ashley, I discovered TikTok and I'm on TikTok now and I'm posting my art and doing people sketching. And that that's a thing we'll, we'll do sometimes. Is oh, cool. We'll, yeah, we'll either, like, we uh, either go out or, like, we'll go to some website with people in different poses or pictures and we'll just do some people sketching. And it's like a thing that we do to kind of bond a little bit, which I admire and enjoy. Um but no, unfortunately, he doesn't really do much of, like, comics or anything else besides those things right now, just because life. No, I, you know, that's fair and that's valid. But still, you got to send me some of your dad's stuff. I'm interested to see, more or less, again, the foundation <laughs> more than anything else of what you got going on. But I yeah. know you kind of illustrated this a little bit. But I also want to know, when did it for you go from just, like, just general love for the arts or whatnot to a passion and wanting to make it your career? Was it whenever you had that Surface Pro? Yeah, well, I, the thing for me is that it, the thing that kind of caught my attention, like, was some of uh, Vivzy Pop's works okay. when I discovered her back in 2014, and she made all these cartoons and, you know, with the uh, music videos and everything else and stuff with Zoophobia that she had going on, and I was like, this is really cool concept. And I had a bunch of ideas after that of, like, what I wanted to do. And just, like, no matter how much ideas I had stuck in, like, characters I made up for my head, it just wasn't, like, sinking in. And then, you know, I I, I kept watching more creators and has-been came out and everything else. And it just kept pushing me, like, I know there's something there. I know there's an idea that I gotta, like put out there that's something that's gonna spark and click with me and make me want to stay and then i don't know what happened but um i was in my algebra class sophomore junior year and i'm sitting there and i just start doing like a random doodle of this little ghost character and i put like a little flower on top of her head and i thought oh this is really <laughs> cute i don't know why this is sticking with me and i kept drawing uh you know izzy more and more and i was just like this is like a really cute neat design and i don't know it uh, this is like calling to me this is like some potential use that i have and so after just making more characters and you know um thinking of a storyline and everything else and building this whole world of uh purgatory i came up with the show plot there you go there you go and we'll definitely divulge <laughs> a lot more into that show in a little bit i definitely want to talk a lot about it but again i want to go back just a little bit just just a little yes. bit with some of the with again some of the inspirations that you were talking about because i know you were talking about viv for a second there now you wouldn't be the first mm -hmm. person i brought on this podcast that was inspired by viv trust viv, me I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there's at least more than like 20 if i off the top of my head there is but i also want to mm -hmm. commend you because like more than anything else like the fact that you've been following since what 2014 or something like that that that's dedication yeah. more than anything else what was it about <laughs> what was it about viv's art uh or storytelling or what it was it about what she did that grabbed your attention in the first place i think it was just the fact like when she first started it was like Ever since the beginning, it was all her. Mm -hmm. She had like she wasn't trying to work with some other company. And there's a lot of other artists I admire that do so well that haven't gone to or haven't done anything outside of art school or you know anything like Jaden Animations. I love yep. her as well as uh, Rebecca Param or you know Let Me Explain Studios. Yep, like they they are all amazing female artists as well. But like her, it's, there's also Viv's style that just captured my attention. It was just something I haven't ever seen before. And I was like, this is really neat and wonderfully put on the paper and everything else. And, you know, just... um, Yeah, absolutely. And I... I... I also want to emphasize some of those independent creators that you were talking about as well. Because I... Yes. I, 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 like... I'd say I'm roughly in the same 
era as you more or less like i'm slightly older so i get to i i can think yeah. of some of the people or whatnot but like especially with some of the people that we got to see like really grow on their own or whatnot like it's incredible mm-hmm. like how the internet has been able to foster like this this incredible like group of talent more than anything else like i can imagine especially for you wanting to get out there and do your own stuff it has to be like just inspirational more than anything else seeing this kind of stuff yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I was kids that grew up with YouTube when YouTube started. So I found a lot of these artists. It, actually, one of the first ones besides Jane was also uh, the Odd Ones Out. Yep. And you know, something else YT and all this wonderful, you know, artists and creators. And there's also like there's also other people too who would do stuff like uh, reanimate clips like Game Grumps. I yep. always love those people as yep. well. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> Absolutely. I can do this too. <laughs> Absolutely. Two, two slight, well, I guess three little slight tangents when it comes to the, just the people that you listed right there. One, mm-hmm. Jane Animations. Like the fact that she's still able to keep going like to this mm-hmm. day doing stuff or whatnot. I think I've even yeah. had a former guest on here that has actually worked on some of her stuff, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Giga Sarah Fisher. Uh, she does like compositing. Uh, for a lot mm-hmm. of independent YouTubers, but also like is working for Disney right now. So there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Odd ones out. That's a good example of mm-hmm. kind of like just the how the internet has kind of fostered them to the point to where like he's being able to produce his own show at this point. Like for a big company like Netflix, which is insane when you think about like especially how he started more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then what was the third thing? I had a third thing. Oh, Game Grumps. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Look, I can tell you right now, we could spend probably 30 Mm -hmm. minutes just talking about Game Grumps alone. But, like, especially, like, the – especially the – the community that they foster more than anything, especially with some of the animations mm-hmm. that they do or whatnot, like for God's sakes, the animations that they, I guess, help fund or whatnot. Like I commend mm-hmm. them for supporting the indie, like animation community more than anything else. What exactly about game grubs got you interested in them in the first place? Well, well because that was the thing that me and my cousin shared back okay. in like 2014 when Dan first started appearing and John was soon dismissed. Um, like me and my cousin, we started watching them, and it was just crazy. And it was just, it was just the way their duo worked, both Aaron and Dan, and like the commentary, and like, cause like usually like with a lot of, I'm not really much to one indulge in like people who game a lot because it's just them playing a game, and it's like oh, okay, you know, but it's like when it's both of them together, they have like this duo of uh, commentary that is really funny, you know, and it's like. It's just like watching two like two best friends playing together. You know, it's like sitting down and whatnot. It's like that wonderful feeling of like you know friendship and just like goofing around and whatnot. That really just you know that brightens my day. Anytime I just put an episode on, just like <laughs> really great. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Plus, again, going back to just the animations more than anything else. Like especially like the 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 moments alone that they get mm-hmm. to capture and whatnot, and then having the community come in. And, like, create a whole nother world yeah. for a, a situation that could have started just because they didn't know the controls of a Legend of Zelda game, you know? Like, it's incredible, the, the creativity <laughs> that costs her. <laughs> so, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And again, we've been talking about all these different, like, influences and inspirations that you have for this kind of stuff. I can only imagine, like... it. I can only imagine just how much you want to like take that kind of stuff and put that into your own work. Like how much would you say that the internet has more or less fostered the artist that you are today? I would say a lot, like, because it, as well as we know that the internet is full of people who, you know, there's a lot of horrible things and said, but there's also a lot of wonderful beautiful things that are started and growing and created on there and a lot of wonderful people in communities who support each other and that that that's kind of what i want to do with my project my goal with my cartoons is to inspire other people Mm -hmm. to help them want to do something to create and grow as their own person you know like the same way that every all these other people who inspired me to do the same thing with mine it's just because that that brings no other joy for like to possibly see someone be like oh my god i love your stuff it's inspired me this and that it's it's just a wonderful feeling inside and you can't really replace it with anything else no matter how much money or 
fame or whatever else you have, but like for people to just enjoy and love your content and inspire them to do what they want to do. That's the best thing. Amen to that. And I know for you, one of the biggest (laughs) ways you definitely want to emphasize that is with this cartoon series, independent animation project that you are developing right now. My purgatory (laughs) friend. We can finally talk about this. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I figured that was the biggest thing you were most excited to talk about. And, of course, I wasn't going to bring you on here and have you not talk about that. So <laughs> you kind of hinted at it a little earlier, but I want to what exactly inspired mm-hmm. this series for you. So, you know, like I said before, it's just I, again, was just doodling Izzy more and more. And I was just trying to find a spark because I knew I wanted to create something but I just I didn't know but I was just like what's the what's the one thing that's gonna just like you know keep like keep me going and like something that's like different out there and then I just started drawing her more and more I'm like this is actually really perfect like a like ghost stories you know and like uh and I started uh drawing more of the other characters and everything else and I actually try to put a little bit of uh my own life into story wise and like because i think it's nice when creators put a little bit of themselves into a project and i would definitely say that uh the other main character mia who is you know a teenage girl main character of her story who discovers purgatory i would definitely say i put a lot of my younger self into her of just being like very uh earthworm like nerd like and into all these crazy wacky paranormal things but also just like very isolated and you know shy and not open to new people just yet but um sorry i lost my train of thought um (laughs) (laughs) um you know it's just like i kept drawing more and more and i kept just thinking this is like such good characters and like story and I kept writing with like the plot and whatnot and like I I also thought about the message behind the show which is probably the most important part but also something that's been a part of my life is you know the five stages of grief and acceptance is will be uh seeing throughout the show um I I feel like I wanted to have that as a big impact and put a bit of that for me into it because um, I'm sure like a lot of people have, but uh, as myself, I've dealt with a person of loss and having to go through uh, five stages of grief, unfortunately. But um, uh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm blanking out right now. You're perfectly fine. You're perfectly fine. <laughs> if i may i can imagine especially with something that like is as serious as like grief or whatnot that's gonna be like an overall message or something like that i imagine for you like Mm -hmm. like you said before you've had to deal with that kind of you know grief as well i imagine for you it's it's a way not just to present out there and let people recognize it more than anything else but to also help people understand how they can cope with that kind of stuff with a with a series like this yeah absolutely absolutely because you'll like as uh, not to spoil too much, but as you see throughout the series, you see this like growth and attachment and wonderful friendship. But um, it, it soon will have to be let go. You know, going through all these stages of anger and like bargaining and just sadness and everything else. But um, because well, to to kind of make sense in light of what the plot is about, um. My Purgatory Friend is about uh, Mia, who is a teenage girl, our main character, who discovers and befriends Izzy. And they go on adventures throughout Purgatory, and the whole plot is to help Izzy find out who she is and what's the last deed she needs to do to get out of Purgatory and possibly go to heaven. Because, as I see it, when you're stuck in Purgatory... You're you're lost. You're in like this endless pit. You don't remember anything. You need to go through this journey to figure out the pieces and to figure out what's your last deed that you need to do in order to leave to leave this like endless like loop of just being lost. Right. Um. So that's the whole plot of that. 
And as we go through the story, like I said, we find these pieces and Izzy's finding out who she was and all the supply and what she needs to do. We see that Mia is a little more, you know, realizing, oh my goodness, I just made this friend and I'm going to lose her now, you know? And that attachment's there and just how close it is. And we'll, we'll see throughout the stages of grief unfolding near the end of how, you know, she doesn't want her to go. Right. But, right. but it's the sad part that life comes and goes, it starts and it ends. And you just have to accept it at the very end of it. Right. Right. And I mean, especially with something that's like as heavy as this or whatnot, like, what made you want to tell this kind of story? What made you want to go out of your way and be like, look, this is something that I know people struggle with. I want to, to tell this story. What exactly is that spark of you going, I need to tell this? I, it was actually because of my own loss that I had that pushed me. I, um, four years ago, I lost my brother to a house fire, oh. unfortunately. Um, so that was the biggest like fall or anything I've ever had in my life, and it's it, it's at times still effective to this day. But it 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 was just the lowest low I've ever been through, and I did not know how I was ever gonna go through it. But through time, and then just with family and support and everything else, and putting my love into something that I do, like I. I, I've been through my five stages of grief and, you know, I still miss him and I still, you know, get upset at times when I like see his name where I see a picture or anything else. But, um, but, you know, but knowing that he's in a better place and, you know, knowing I can put my love, the same love I have for him into something, you know, to have other people relate to is just the thing that just makes me very happy and very motivated. So he's part of the reason. Right. Right. Firstly, I want to say, I know it's four years now, but still, I am sorry for that loss in the first place. I I have several siblings. I cannot imagine that kind of loss, um, and I, I can only imagine how rough it must have been for you, especially in the immediate aftermath, but I must, mm-hmm. I also want to commend you concerning the fact that you were able to, to take something that could be like emotionally crippling to just about anyone that has to deal with that kind of situation. And the fact that you were able to deal with that grief and you were able to still persevere and still try to live the best life that you can and use that as more or less a foundation to help others deal with their stuff. That's honestly inspirational and that's wonderful to hear. And I, if nothing else, it makes me more intrigued to know how you're going to be able to tell this story because I mean, you can, as someone that has gone through that kind of stuff, it's not exactly easy to go through that. And I can only imagine it's a lot harder to be able to tell that kind of story about going through that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a challenging one, but like just, I have a wonderful team that we're working on right now. We all have our experiences and we all are really close together. And, you know, it just makes it even more special that way. When I have people who I love as friends and family and help me work on it. That is, again, it's wonderful to hear. And like I said, especially knowing knowing the personal stake, stake that you have in this show more than just like you want to just tell a story. Knowing how much mm-hmm. of an emotional piece it is to you whatnot, it gives me a new greater love and appreciation for the story. And I sincerely cannot wait to know how you're going to be able to, to, to tell this. Because, again like I said, like that's not going to be an easy story to tell. Not at all. Mm. If it was easy, we would have like 20 different like films right now that have each one, like their own <laughs> Academy award talking about that stuff. There are people that have tried and I can only imagine like have failed miserably trying to convey that kind of stuff because for everyone, it's like their own little experience or whatnot. They all go through that kind of stuff differently. But I imagine for you, yeah. like, especially for something like this and for something that's going to be wholly unique and different than how others may have tried to convey that story more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine like, it's going to be, it's going to be something that's going to get to people's heartstrings more than anything else. I imagine that's something that you're, I don't know about the heartstrings, but I imagine that that more or less is like <laughs> the goal of just trying to make sure that you can connect to the, your audience with this story. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, like I said, my biggest 
inspiration and motivation when creating is uh, creating my cartoons and projects is to try to get relate to the people and have you know people something to inspire on or have like something of just like oh this really made my day and I I totally relate to this or you know like this has definitely inspired me and you know brought me joy like this is stuff along those lines but you know and you know, with with it being a challenge, it is a challenge. But you know, if you're never challenged in life, then you're never really gonna learn or adapt from anything. You're never gonna improve if you're not challenged enough or pushed enough. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, hopefully the the connection to the audience will at least be a little bit easier, especially after they get mm-hmm. to see some of the main characters more than anything else. Because I can tell you right oh, now, I can tell you right now, like just seeing the characters like alone, at least like the main two of Mia and Izzy. Oh my god, mm-hmm. like. this goes also to like your art style that you have but i just love how like (laughs) i it gives me a different appreciation for the characters because i didn't realize how serious of a a a a short or how serious of a of a story it was going to be i imagine you're going to find some way to 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 tell it in a fun entertaining matter maybe i correct me if i'm wrong yeah (laughs) <laughs> you're all good um i like to have a mix of that like uh, the message is very important and the plot is front the show but we also have other plot going around like we have some mischievous villains who uh claudius and penelope they are villains in the show that want to take over purgatory so we have a lot of interactions with villains going on and groundbreaking stuff like that but it's also just like you know, every day to day in purgatory and like trying to find pieces of Izzy's past and going on adventures and enjoying the enjoying and connecting the friendship that they will develop and bond over through time. Exactly. That's that. Hey, you, you're the creator of the show. You word it better than I ever could have. So there we go. <laughs> I also got to say, but again, going back to the characters real quickly, the characters that you presented so far, I absolutely love them. Even though the main two I've seen is like Izzy and Mia. I think I've seen some of the other ones that you mentioned before, but my point mm-hmm. still stands. Mia and Izzy alone, like seeing them and seeing like the dynamic they're probably going to have. Plus knowing the people that are like behind them or whatnot, or at least the voice behind Izzy or is Izzy, mm-hmm. yeah, voice behind Izzy, yes. Tay. I mean, no, <laughs> knowing, look, Tay, I love you, but knowing the energy that they're gonna bring to this project or whatnot, they're bringing that character to a whole different level than anyone else. Oh, <laughs> oh she has, she has. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, she has. Um, again, lovely people all in a circle. Um, some names you know today but also i have uh trisha mellon who voices mia as well i don't know if you heard her name she's been in um uh, uh sign and happy happiness shorts okay i know she's worked for six years and whatnot and she is such a sweetheart and amazing and i also have um wiley mm-hmm. as one of the villains if you remember Wiley Coyote, if, if you I, don't know him, I'll say if I remember Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who he is, then I don't know what you're doing. Please go follow him. He's amazing. Um, I'll say last time I but... checked, last time I checked, I did not have amnesia, so I'm pretty sure I I, I think I remember who Wiley Coyote is. That's that's the that's 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 the weird fellow on Looney Tunes, right? That's the Wiley Coyote that we're talking about, right? Y- yes, yes, the Cylone. Yes, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> nah, I'm messing with you, Wiley. Ah, <laughs> uh, but um. But yeah, it, it's such a lovely project and a bunch of friends who wanted to help me with it. Like, I, the best part of it is, like, how I discovered Tay was going to be Izzy's voice actress. It was really funny because I hopped into her server into a call and she starts doing, like, a Spinel impression, like, from Steven Universe. And right. she's going on about that. And all after that, all I go is, who just did that right now? I want a name. Like, I was just <laughs> like, who did it? And she was like, oh, uh, me. I'm like, can, can you do it again, but a little more higher? And, like, can you read some lines for me? And so she proceeded to do that. I'm just like, okay, you're hired. She's like, wait, what? What <laughs> what, what, what am I hired for? I'm like, my project. You're, you're the main character now. She's like, oh, all right. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That's not, the, that's not the reaction I expect from Tay. I, the, knowing Tay or whatnot, the reaction I kind of expect is, holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, goodness. <laughs> so, 
So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of love into this project, and we do have um, storyboard artists going on right now as of this moment. So hopefully we'll put some more stuff and sneak peeks on our Twitter page, hopefully, which my wonderful co-writer Trey has helped me set up. Um, very wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> I was going to say also, shout out to Trey. I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've mentioned Trey like actually on the podcast itself. Because in fact, that he's been a mm-hmm. major supporter of the podcast for like oh my years god, now. <laughs> Trey is a very wonderful, interesting character. Yes. I've I've met him for how many months now? Like six months or eight months now. Jeez, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, he he's such a wonderful supporter with everyone and everything that they do. And, you know, he's great. And I would suggest having him on next, you know, he he's definitely a wonderful writer and has helped Tay with all her wonderful projects and is helping me and definitely has wonderful ideas of his own. So I would definitely recommend having him on here next time. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure I'll probably get him on at some point, especially with all the support he has shown this podcast throughout the 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 life cycle of it more than anything else. Seriously, he has been like I would say one of the loudest supporters that I have, and I mean that in like you know social media. He'll 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 mm-hmm. show me love and support. He'll he'll retweet the stuff or whatnot. Like mm-hmm. he wonderful person, and knowing especially like that he's going to be one of the people helping bring this project to life. My purgatory friend, mm-hmm. it just makes me more excited, especially hearing more and more, knowing more about the story. Now uh, getting mm-hmm. to really know like the people that are going to be behind it, knowing the inspiration, the love that's really going into this project I, for those that might be curious. What I don't know how much you want to reveal, but what should, <laughs> the, what should the people expect from my purgatory friend? So my purgatory friend is definitely going to be a little wacky, a little crazy, <laughs> a little groundbreaking, but <laughs> but I would also exist, expect a nice wholesome show with lovable characters that you know people hopefully can relate to, and you know also just enjoy it with the wonderful animation and art and background and everything else mixed in between and just you know, uh. But most importantly, just know and appreciate that it was made with love, as a lot of other things should be, with people who are passionate about things. There you go. There you go. And I'll go ahead and ask this as well. If there is a, if it, you know, obviously, like I assume you want people to love as many of the characters or like feel a connection with as many of the characters on the show as possible. But if there is mm-hmm. one character that you want your audience to really latch on to and like develop a fandom for that, who would they be, and how would you describe them? Well, I kind of already had with the couple of streams I had, people just either love Izzy or Penelope, which yep. is either which is Tay or Wiley's character. So, you know, it's <laughs> it's wonderful because like Izzy's character, you know, she's the main character and she's going through all this process of figuring out who she is and mm-hmm. where she came from and what she has to do and whatnot. Um but uh also with Penelope's story, I don't want to dig too much, but Penelope, I am proud to say, is a wonderful representation I have, which is a trans female character that I have in a story, uh, who, again, is voiced by Wiley, which he is very excited to have such a role that's very new and unique and is absolutely adoring, um, but who you know, tries to, throughout the story, uh, gain a more independence. Because as we see in the beginning, she is very, very co- dependent on um, on uh, Claudius, who is the main villain of the story, and thinking, that, oh, I need somebody, you know, and this and that. And we'll see throughout with character building that she will be more independent, will be her own person, her own soul. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm certainly excited to just get that little taste alone. Again, I'm already starting to get a lot more excited <laughs> for what you have possible. Um, 
And again, like, it's incredible to know that you're developing this. But not only that, like you said, like, reiterated before, like, you have this, like, good inner circle of people that are truly helping bringing this, these characters alive more than anything else. Like, it's got to be incredible knowing that even though this thing has only been, like, teased here and there, there hasn't been really anything out there, whatnot. Is it incredible to know that there's already a good, strong community behind it to help bring this thing to life? Absolutely. It, it warms my heart about the amount of people who want to help and, you know, want to be a part of it. And I just, I adore everybody who has worked so hard with their end. And, you know, with all the people who are going to be helping uh, in future with all the stuff ahead with the animation and the editing and everything else mixed in between, I'm just, I'm very excited for, for that process. Amen to that. Amen to that. And hey, I've thrown my hat out there before. If there's anything I can help with in one aspect or another, you <laughs> let me know. I am more than willing to help out with something that's cool, as interesting and unique as this. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no, absolutely. But, you know, thinking to, like, thinking back more or less on when it comes to your art journey as a whole, especially, like you said, you know, starting off with your dad giving you this inspiration, you know, the different, you know, creators online like Vivzy or Jaden, stuff like that, like all these, and, you know, the Game Grumps guys. Like, think of all these different inspirations, thinking about what you've been able to produce out there, what has inspired you, and going forward and creating this new and interesting idea for yourself. Does, thinking back on your art journey as a whole, does it amaze you that you've been able to come this far? Yeah, honestly, it really has, because this just the way I've grew up in like really tough spots and just, you know, not being growing up in the best circumstances, but just how much I've grown and achieved and all the wonderful friends and connections I've made and just, you know, especially how much that's grown uh, with love for not only my friends out there who I consider family at this point but also you know with how much uh my parents really support me and my family does and it just it brings me such joy and you know i i hope to you know eventually finish my purgatory and make more things out there to inspire people and bring me joy and everyone joy that'd be incredible to see more than anything else you you mentioned you mentioned it, but I, again, I want to poke at your brain just a little bit. Let's say you do get the opportunity. Let's say I mean you're making it right now, but let's say my purgatory friend gets done. It is the project that you love and go forth. Do you have something potentially lined up? Do you have an idea that you may have been toying around with that you want to bring to fruition? Well, I like I've stated before, I had a couple other OCs and characters and stories that I had in the past that just didn't spark but now that I have this experience here I have one in particular I would love to do after this okay (laughs) after my purgatory is over um I don't want to say too much right now but it is a lot more adventurous a lot more comedic a lot more action-packed in this series but it's it's not all planned out just yet, but it is something I would like to do after I finish my purgatory, of course. All right. All right. You know what? That Again, <laughs> you're, you're feeding me little bits of crumbs here and there. It just gives me more and more hungry for to see what you got going on next. But, <laughs> I mean, hey, if nothing else, again, obviously the big baby right now that you're trying to focus on is my purgatory friend. Let's get that, that one to crawl before we walk into other ventures, right? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I I can only also I, I can also imagine like thinking back to the art journey just for a second like I I can only imagine how much it has amazed you the the art you've been able to improve and more or less like your improvement just over the ages or whatnot like with what you've mm-hmm. been able to put out there does is there a particular moment or is, or a particular project or even a particular art piece or whatnot that you look most fondly on and uh, think like this is like how should I word this? Like the the biggest, I guess the biggest highlight so far. I mean, again, the the journey is is relatively short at this point, I guess more or less. But nevertheless, like can you think of like the most impressive or the most amazing moment that you've had so far along this art journey. Well, honestly, I think the best thing I have so far is just honestly getting my purgatory to life because I thought. 
there was a big point where I it, it took me a year to write the script and plot out the story and whatnot just because of other things in life, you know, how it is. Um, but just... I, I thought it wasn't gonna be possible. I thought there's no way. I don't have the time. I I don't I don't even have a name out there. I don't know if I have the money to do it. But I kept pushing myself to work harder and work more hours of in real life work, and you know, and pushing myself out there. And then you know, I had friends and people who were like, "Yeah, let's 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 do it. I want to I want to help. I want to voice this character. I want to do this. Hell yeah." To see the fact that it's actually coming to life and actually people wanting to help and be a part of it and watching the show grow as a whole just that that that's my highlight for right now that that just makes me so happy and motivates me even more to finish it and make more things out there good that is incredible to hear more than anything else I'm, I'm happy to hear about how far you come along and again it's incredible knowing what you've been able to produce so far but if I may, for this next question, I want to give you more or less the dream scenario, if I may. Mm-hmm. Let's yes. say I am big shot Mr. Moneybags. I get to come up to you and like, look, Ash, we know you have a gold mine of an idea or just a gold mine of ideas ready to be brought out to the world. You just need you know, a little, little extra support, a little help to make sure that we can get you to that point. We have access to anyone and everyone in the world and more money than there should be possible. We should probably be helping so many people out of so many different situations, but we're not going to focus on that right now. Right now is on <laughs> you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream Ashes Art Project? The dream project that... Um, well, I would like to at least finish off my purgatory as like an indie thing. It's like a... As like the show and accomplishment of I did that. That's something that I alone with whoever like on my team that I gathered and you know came together produced like on its own. Um, probably, I would want to say my next idea that I have. I would love to put more into production mode. It is. It would definitely be cool to have a lot more money, especially towards some action scenes and whatnot that I have in mind and interesting character designs and, you know, but um, I, you know, I would put more focus into the animation and story rather than other things like, oh, well, what if you wanted like cool celebrity voices and this and that, (laughs) you know, but it's just like it. It's more so rather of how it looks rather than how it sounds. Right, I right. would want to focus on more than anything. But how are we going to so. sell the people on the show if they don't know who's voicing the people? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look, we could, we, I could go on an entire tangent, but also I'm just going to say this right off the bat. Keep in mind, yes. your favorite film is Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and who voices the genie? A celebrity known I, as I, Robin Williams. Well, yes, yes. I, I, again, I know. It's a, it's a different, different situation. Completely different situation. But I also get yeah. where you're getting at. Especially the <laughs> the thought of, you know, having the, uh, making sure that the animation, the story is good or whatnot. You know what? Money well spent. Mm-hmm. Money very well spent. Yes. <laughs> but sadly, we got to get down from the dream scenario. We got to get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever so generic question. Yes. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Uh, honestly, like, r- really realistically, I would like my own little animation studio in ten years. Okay. I, I-, I would hope to to have, like, one of the first animation studios in Pittsburgh and like, (laughs) um, but just, you know, making my cartoons from home and doing the thing I love and, you know, and just enjoying it and creating things with wonderful people that I started it with, started from the bottom, you know? There you go. There you go. It's a good thing to aspire for to eventually get there at some point though. Pittsburgh. I mean, no, I'm joking. I can't mess with you about Pittsburgh. I cannot mess with you about Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, it's okay. it's okay. As long as you don't say that Philly's better, then we'll, we won't have problems. <laughs> Any? No, I'm joking. Um, I haven't. I haven't been to either. I haven't been to either or, so I can't really say which one is better. All right. The closest. The, yeah. The closest I've been 
is actually in Ohio because I went to Cincinnati like once, and that's that's the closest I've been to, to Pittsburgh. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I know that's not saying much, but still. Um, yeah, you're good. <laughs> It's one of those, yeah, I can't talk about crap about Pittsburgh. I went to Ohio, all right? Uh, <laughs> but unlike other people, I left. Anyways, um, <laughs> as we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question mm-hmm. that I want to ask. Obviously, yeah. you've deeply entrenched yourself when it comes to art for as long as you can remember, for ages on it. It's, it's been installed in you probably even before you were born, more than anything probably. else. <laughs> How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I think it is really important because, like, like for all, all for all, like, growing up in high school, like, I had a couple people tell me that it's just stupid or, like, oh, sports matters. And um, it's, but, uh, sorry, sorry. Time out. It's <laughs> when it comes to, like, oh, sports matters, this is Pittsburgh we're talking about here. Like, I, I'm not surprised they're going to say that because they're like, this. <laughs> There's the there's the pirates and the Steelers, which uh, uh, the pirates. Uh, uh, well, uh, you, you shouldn't really. We don't talk about the pirates. Um. I, I imagine you guys had at least like some appreciation for them in like the seventies, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, but back to the original point. Yeah, no, people initially just saying that the animation dream is is ridiculous, more or less. Yeah, and it's just. But then, you know, I feel like art. You know, it's just like a lot of is a very interesting way, whether it's just animation or comics or music or, you know, painting or whatever you want to consider that is an art form is unique and is a way for people to tap in to let them express themselves. And, you know, there's all those other things as well. But, you know, there's a lot of other people who might not like uh sports or being a doctor or anything else like that and you know just having all those options to express yourself with uh with any art form i think is just important because there are so many people so many people like because i i even at one point had conversation with you know my parents saying there's a lot of people who want to be in this section, you know, in this art field, there's hundreds and thousands of people like you, you know, it's just, you know, is that something that you want to try to work yourself with because you might not have it the way you want it, but, you know, you gotta work hard and you gotta, you know, dream, can't just give up, you gotta push yourself, and that goes with anything saying, but, you know, you gotta have a goal, and you gotta do it. There you go. There you go. That is wonderfully worded, if I do say so myself. <laughs> that is all the questions I have for you, Ash. Um, I've already showered you with a bunch of praise, but I'm gonna show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. <laughs> I do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> Look, ever since I was first introduced to to you and your art, Ash, I have been amazed with the ambition that you're trying to go for more than anything else because I I know that it's not easy to have something like that, but to know that you are truly motivated and dedicated to do something like this with my purgatory friend, it had me already on your side in the first place. But getting the, getting the chance to sit down and talk to you, get to truly know the story a little bit more, get to know the inspiration behind it and the foundation of it more than anything else, it gives me a completely new level of appreciation that I didn't think I'd have before. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that there's so much emotion going into just about everything that you do, especially with this. And it makes me excited to see the, the end results more than anything else. Cause I know that whatever happens, whatever is produced, it, it's, it's something that comes from a true genuine place. And seeing what's already out there, seeing the art you've been able to produce, seeing the people they have behind it or whatnot, again, it just makes me more or less excited to know what you have next. So keep up the incredible work because I know you're going to be doing some incredible stuff. I appreciate the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there like this and really put your heart on your sleeve when it comes to just this show and everything that you do. So thank you for what you do and keep up the awesome work. Thank you. That really is like one of the nicest things I've heard in a while. So like really thank you. 
I'm just being genuine and honest here. All right. That that's all I got to say when it comes to that. Trust, trust me. I put the questions to the side to let you know, I did not write that down. That is something that just came off the dome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for those who might be curious on what my purgatory friend is, or just wants to find, you know, further ways to support you, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Alrighty, so for those who are not aware, if you would like to follow more of my work to see pieces of me, I do have a Twitter at Ashes Art Uwu or Zero W Zero. Um, but uh, also the um, per- the show itself does have a. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm really stumbling right now. This you're is good. Not you're okay. good. Um, but the. Uh, my purgatory friend also has a Twitter page as well, at, uh, going at purgatory friend. If you want to follow the Twitter page for more support for the show and for more updates that we will definitely be posting, absolutely, you can follow us there. And that is all. What is the app for that uh, purgatory friend Twitter, if I may ask? Oh, just at purgatory friend. Okay, didn't know if it was something special. Also, you talk about this up it brings up a different point that I forgot to ask. One of the things I've noticed is whether it's like your friends or whatnot, you have a term that you like to call them yins, Y I N Z or something like that. What's what's the yeah. reason behind that? That that is a Pittsburgh lingo that um, has just been embedded in my brain. Yins just mean you all <laughs> I, Endearing, yes. I don't get the connection of how you all can turn to yins. I don't get it either, but that was the thing that I was just born with. And that's the lingo here, so. You know what? Fair enough. I, I will give you. Again, who am I to judge? <laughs> I haven't been to Pittsburgh yet, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> do you have any final words before we sign off? It was a pleasure being here, and I am excited, and I can't wait for your channel to grow as well. Hey, you know what? It was an honor and a pleasure to have you on as well, so. Feelings mutual on both ends. There you go. <laughs> With that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Well, here we are again at the end of another fantastic episode. Um, Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I sincerely appreciate you sticking around to the end. Uh, This was was a good episode. This was one that I truly appreciated. Um, Like I said in the intro, I've gotten to know Ash a little bit, uh, thanks to some close friend groups um, that we have, that we share. And getting the chance to sit down and truly get to know, like, her backstory, get to know, especially my purgatory friend's backstory. I did not expect it to get as deep as it did. Um, But it just goes to show that, like, more than anything else, inspiration can come from anywhere when it comes to... When it comes to the art that you're doing. And knowing how near and dear and sincere my purgatory friend is, it makes me appreciate the show a lot more than I already did and sincerely hope that Ash gets to tell the story that she wants to uh, because knowing how much it means to her no, it, it makes me know that there's going to be a lot of stuff to make sure that this thing comes out the way that you know it should be more than anything else I know with everything that's more or less going on with the uh, animation industry it's a uh, It's a little scary to think about providing your own vision and providing your own thoughts out there. But, you know, you see people champion that stuff online about independent animation being the way to go. Let's be honest, it's a lot easier said than done. (laughs) Especially when it comes to trying to get that support for independent animation. Because it's not easy and it's certainly not cheap. 
But, you know, for any creators out there that want to truly get their vision out there, even if it takes, you know, 5, 10, 20, 50 years to get your vision out there, do whatever it takes to get it out there. Do whatever it takes to really push out the project, push out the vision that you really want people to see. You know, it, it's these are weird times. These are strange times. But, you know, at the end of the day, there is only one you. There is only a singular person that is currently listening to this podcast. But there is currently you. Right here, right now. And, you know, just because there's only you doesn't mean that your experience is singular. It doesn't mean that what you're going through is singular. There are people that may not be going through the exact same thing you are, but they're going through stuff. And art is a good way for the world to really connect. And when people are doing what they can to get rid of art, whether it be for, you know... Emotional purposes, whether it be for tax write-offs. Fucking hell. At the end of the day, there's only one you. And if you feel passionate about something and you feel passionate about whatever project, you need to do whatever you can in your ability to get it out there. Also realize it may not be exactly, you know, one for one exactly how you want it to be. Don't let that, don't let that weigh you down. Don't let that hold you back, all right? If nothing else, if the story is strong, or if the visuals are good, or hey, if the message is really like the shining star above anything else, people are going to get it, people are going to relate to it, and people are going to love it. Just make sure that you put that out there first and foremost. It doesn't have to be anything deep. For God's sakes, if your passion project is freaking Bobo the Monkey, uh, you know, jumps over the Eiffel Tower, like go with that as long as it provides good fun. More than anything else, like the message could be, you know, hey, let's have a laugh, let's kick back and relax. Whatever that message may be, just just go with it. Just put it out there. Don't don't feel like you're weighed down with limitations. Work with those limitations to provide the best thing possible to make sure that it just that you do a good job. That you push out the thing that you love and you truly create something incredible. I know you have it in you. You can do it. You got this. We got this. We can do this together. I love you guys. Keep doing incredible stuff.